What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. All right, guys. It's Wednesday, May 12th. Time has really flown by this past year. It's been crazy. It's been one of the most difficult times for a lot of people, and things are finally starting to feel normal again. And yeah. Welcome back to another episode. We have a lot to talk about today. Let's start off with the Knicks taking on the Lakers last night in Los Angeles, completing their West Coast road trip. Unfortunately, we did not get the same result as the other night against the Clippers. Very tightly contested game down the stretch in the fourth quarter that led to an overtime session where the Knicks were outmatched on defense. Anthony Davis came up big for the Lakers, shutting out Julius Randle from getting a shot off, which would have had us at a tie game. We lost by two last night, 101-99. to LeBron was out last night. He was resting, and the Knicks were trying to clinch a playoff spot last night in Los Angeles. Unfortunately, they weren't able to. Julius Randle, 31 points in 44 minutes, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. It wasn't really the best night for the Knicks last night. Not too good of a scoring night. Derrick Rose came up big again for the Knicks. 27 points off of the bench in 39 minutes, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and a block. D. Rose has been one of the heroes for this team this season coming off the bench, and he provides the spark that they need sometimes. Unfortunately, we didn't get the job done tonight. Hopefully in the next game we're able to clinish the playoff spot tomorrow against the Spurs at the Garden, 7.30. But that's that. The Knicks still have a three-game lead on the Celtics, and at the moment, they're in a tie with the Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat, who who are in the four and five spots, and the Knicks are currently in the sixth spot. But one game could change everything. And we got to wait until tomorrow to see how the standings are going to figure themselves out. So right now in the playing tournament in the Eastern Conference, we got the Celtics in the seventh spot. The Hornets are in eighth. The Pacers is ninth. And the Wizards are in tenth. Yeah, so this would be the first time in seven years that the Knicks would be in the playoffs. And I hope that we don't get bounced in the first round. And I hope teams underestimate the Knicks because that's when they are most lethal. They really haven't been one of those teams that's been looked at as one of the main title contenders in the league. They're an up-and-coming team, without a doubt. 
and they've given us many moments of enjoyment this year. Many exciting games from Julius Randle, who had an MVP-like season, and emerging talent such as Emmanuel Quickly and Obi Toppin. They're both going to have longevity with this team, and they already have the fan base behind them. So R.J. Barrett is going to be one of the leaders of this team for the foreseeable future. He's been playing like a madman this season. He's really come back from not the best year last year and then worked upon a lot of stuff this year and has become a way better shooter than we can have ever imagined. Like, he's a better player than a lot of people give him credit for. And obviously, because he was drafted after Zion in that draft, people are going to compare them for the rest of their careers because they're close friends and they were drafted in the same class and teammates in college also. So the Knicks have a lot to look forward to in the future. In the next couple of years, we're definitely going to be at the spot where maybe the Nets are right now being the franchise that has all the top talent. And hopefully the Knicks are able to attract free agents in the next couple off seasons to grow the culture back in New York and show the Nets who the real New York team is. The news that's been going around the NFL world the last couple of days is that Tim Tebow is heading to the Jacksonville Jaguars to become a tight end. He last played in the NFL eight years ago. And, yeah, I guess Tim Tebow can really put his mind to do anything. He is a very determined individual. Obviously, one of the best college quarterbacks of all time, playing at the University of Florida and winning national championships there. He was one of the most exciting college quarterbacks of a generation, and it just didn't translate to the NFL, unfortunately. Like, he did have brief success with with the uh, Denver Broncos when he beat the Steelers in the playoffs. But other than that, like, to become a tight end, it's interesting. Maybe they're just doing it to get Tim Tebow inside of the building so he could tutor a guy like Trevor Lawrence. They're pretty similar in many regards. It seems like both very uh, religious guys and, yeah, I guess Tim could show him how to take his game from college and become a pro and just handle himself as a pro. So it's definitely good to have Tim Tebow inside of an NFL locker room. He provides a lot of energy for whoever. He was always known for motivating his teammates and providing pregame huddles and shit. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's definitely an interesting thing. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars are definitely going to sell some tickets this year with getting Trevor Lawrence and – ETN in the draft, like, 
that's basically just bringing Clemson's offense right to Jacksonville. Then you add Tim Tebow to the mix. Like, what is Urban Meyer doing? Obviously, he was his college coach at Florida. And I guess their teammates, which I have heard on multiple podcasts and whatever. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see on how this plays out. But Tim Tebow going to the Jaguars is very interesting. Definitely did not expect this to happen. And when we started seeing reports of it a couple weeks ago, I was like, he's going to play tight end? <laughs> like, how is this going to happen? He was a quarterback. I mean, we're going to have to see. Definitely using this offense in Madden is going to be a cheat code. Trevor Lawrence, ETN, and Tim Tebow. I don't think anybody would have expected that. This weekend is UFC 262 headlined by Charles Oliveira facing Michael Chandler for the World Lightweight Championship. This is a fight that you do not want to miss. Michael Chandler looking to silence all of his critics that think that he doesn't deserve this title shot because it's only his second fight. But he's one of the best fighters in the world. Former Bellator world champion for many years. And he literally put that company on the map. He's responsible for probably Bellator's success over the long time that he was in that company. And now he's finally in the UFC. This is his second fight after he starched Dan Hooker really quickly. And this is going to be a great fight. It has a lot of great fights on the card. And really looking forward to another pay-per-view. And this one is in Houston, Texas in front of a sold-out crowd. So, if it's going to be like anything from UFC 261 in Jacksonville, it's going to be loud as hell in Texas. But this is a great card. The co-main event, like I've mentioned already, but you're going to hear it again right now. I'm sorry. Tony Ferguson versus Benil Dariush. This is a big fight for Benil Dariush. He could really take his career to the next level if he beats a guy like Tony Ferguson, who is one of the goats of this sport. This is a great co-main event. And obviously, the original co-main event was supposed to be Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. But that got pushed to UFC 263 as the co-main for Marvin Vittori against Israel Adesanya in Arizona. So that's going to be a good card. Also, that also has Brandon Moreno on that card, taking on Davison Figueredo for the flyweight championship. But back to this card, we got Matt Schnell taking on Rogerio Bontarine in the bantamweight division. That's a great fight. Two really good up-and-coming fighters. Then we got Caitlin Chukagian taking on Viviane Arrugio. Shane Burgos taking on Edson Barbosa to start off the main card. That's going to be a insane fight. Edson Barbosa, one of the best strikers in the sport. 
This is going to be a great fight in the featherweight division. On the prelims, we got Valentina Shevchenko's sister, Antonina Shevchenko. She is a former multi-time kickboxing champion in Europe and Muay Thai. So she is a great fighter, and she doesn't really get the respect that she deserves. She's not really a ranked contender, and this is the same division that her sister is the champion of. So it's kind of like she just kind of fights in there to uh, help her out. But she's facing Andrea Lee. And then we got Jamie Pickett facing Jordan Wright, two up-and-comers in this fight in the middleweight division. And we got Lando Venata taking on Mike Grundy. Should be a scrap in that fight in the featherweight division. And then we got the return of Jacare Souza facing Andre Muniz in the middleweight division also. And that's pretty much it. So this is going to be a great fight card. Really looking forward to it. If you haven't jumped on the UFC train by now, highly recommend watching it if you enjoy high-level competition and some of the best striking and all-around mixed martial arts in the world. I don't think I got to tell you if you're not interested, you're not interested. You got to be up for that type of sport. But, you know, I love the sport. So, that's going to be a great fight. And then one fight that got moved from this card to a fight night is Edmund Shabazian versus Jack Hermanson. And that's going to be a really good fight. Edmund Shabazian coming off a loss to Derek Brunson back in August. And Jack Hermanson losing to Marvin Vittori a couple months ago. Jack Hermanson had the COVID test that, well, he didn't actually have it. His coach had it, which is such a bullshit fucking rule. So this fight got moved to a fight night. I believe it's the main event the following week. It's going to be on the Rob Font, Cody Garbrandt fight night. That's going to be a great fight also. I've been waiting for that one for a while too. That's May 22nd in Vegas, I guess, at the Apex, the UFC arena. Yeah, there's a lot of great fights coming up. So... Looking forward to all of them. But moving on to some more fight game news. So Canelo calls out Caleb Plant, who is an American champion right now, and that would complete that division. Caleb Plant is probably one of the best chances a fighter has to beat Canelo. 
He's six one, which obviously gives him the height advantage and has a bigger reach. And Canelo has been notorious for being able to take out bigger opponents. So is he going to be able to put on a master class against Caleb Plant, the IBS super middleweight champion? He's held that title since 2019. And yeah, Canelo has every other title in that division. So he needs to face Caleb Plant to be completely undisputed, but he has all the main titles at this point, like all the ones that really matter. <laughs> After beating Billy Joe Saunders, and he really broke his face in that one. So all the guys that end up talking the most shit to Canelo get their faces broken. Hope Billy Joe Saunders recovers and he fights again. Maybe they fight down the line in a rematch. That would be fucking something. I've heard that in some articles that I was reading after the fight that he would potentially want to challenge Canelo one more time. But I highly doubt that that happens. Canelo is a very intense opponent and competitor. He only wants to fight the best guys at this point, and if he beat one of them, I don't feel like he needs to show himself again to the same guy. He should just keep on getting new challenges that really shows his true talent as the pound-for-pound king right now in all of boxing. And, yeah, some other news in the boxing world. Tiafimo Lopez facing George Cambosis. That got moved to June 19th, I think. Yeah, June 19th in Miami. I believe it's at the Marlins Stadium. That's a sick stadium. Yeah, but Tiafimo Lopez, he left top rank recently, and he signed with Triller, at least for this fight. And a lot of people were bidding on this fight just because he is the unified lightweight world champion. He has all the titles right now. He's undisputed also. So Triller is paying 6.3 mil for this whole entire fight. And he's getting like 3.2. So he's making his bag. And yeah, Tiafima Lopez, one of the best fighters out right now. He talks a lot of shit, but he backs it up. And yeah, reps Brooklyn. And he's a savage. Looking forward to his next fight. Another boxing match that's going to happen is Julio Cesar Chavez. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Versing Anderson Silva in a boxing match. Yeah, you heard that right. Anderson Silva. Former UFC middleweight champion. He said in an interview with Ariel Hawani 
that was released today that his MMA career is probably over. And that's probably the best for him. He received a lot of damage in MMA, obviously breaking his leg against Chris Weidman, which is the same way Chris Weidman broke his leg. But, you know, also just losing multiple fights to end his career to Uriah Hall. And, yeah, I mean, if he moves on to boxing, he has some of the best hands in MMA, and he was really known for his feints in MMA. So I feel like he'll do well in boxing. So I hope he does well, and he got out of the sport that he loved for so many years, and he was the legend of the sport for quite some time, really regarded as being one of the best ever to do it. So congrats to Anderson Silva on retiring from MMA, and now he's focusing on a new endeavor in boxing, so that's going to be pretty sick. So Supreme didn't end up releasing the Milan box logo that was just an in-store exclusive. Unfortunately, myself and every other Supreme fan was waiting on the website for too long on Monday morning, and there was nothing there. Yeah, unfortunate. I was trying to cop that, and when I say I was trying to cop that, I was trying to take him out because that's probably what... it's going to do anyway because of all the bots that just eat Supreme. But I digress. This week, Supreme's doing a collaboration with Timberland. This honestly should have been in the fall. I feel like people would have copped more of it in the fall just because they could wear it with Tim's. But, you know... That's praying for it. They drop whatever the fuck they want when they want. So, yeah, they're releasing some crew necks, some pants, jackets. Nothing really catching my eye too much this week. But you also got Palace on Friday at 11 a.m. And Eric Emanuel, which is a fairly known brand in New York, at least. He's known for making sweatpants and sweatshirts and shorts and stuff like that and different designs. They just opened up a new store that's attached to the Bape store in New York City. So they're a pretty cool brand. I cop some shit from them every so often. And they release their stuff every Friday at 12 o'clock, pretty much. And, yeah, that's just that. Just letting you guys know about another brand. Another brand that I cop from a lot is Shmiel MYC. They make the Yankee hats with the crazy designs and stuff like that. Up-and-coming brand. He's a young entrepreneur. And, yeah, he gets a lot of rappers and athletes to rock his shit. So, it's starting to get there. And I like supporting future up-and-coming brands it's cool to have some stuff before it actually gets to be at the level where it could be in the future so so it's cool to get on the wave early on some stuff like that
Yeah, so I purchased the ticket for Governor's Bowl. Looking forward to that. That's in September at City Field. That's going to be one of the first concerts that I'm going to go to if I don't go to one before that. And looking forward to that. It's going to be hype. Great lineup. It's a three-day festival. I'm only going one day, though, unfortunately. And, yeah. Next year is going to be a big year, I have a feeling, because, like, a lot of stuff is going to get back to normal and people are going to start living their lives again the way they have been waiting for almost two years to feel normal again. Yeah, this has definitely been a very discouraging time during the pandemic shit and COVID just in general. It's definitely made people a lot more cautious. A lot of people don't even give a shit, but like, it is what it is at this point. Time moves on, and hopefully we don't ever have to deal with something like this ever again. This was one of the most difficult years in my life. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way, and a lot of people went through a lot worse than what I went through, so I'm just grateful that anyone that I know is still okay, and a lot of people have lost loved ones and stuff like that, and I know that pain too, so I feel you if anyone is out there going through some stuff like that, and that's what I want to do with this podcast at the end of the day. I want to help people. I want to be a positive force for someone because I've had many positive experiences with content online that has driven me out of a dark place. Like from listening to Joe Rogan for many years now, it's definitely made me a better all around person. He has been a constant podcast that I've been listening to for probably five years at this point, four years, something like that. And I just get a lot of inspiration from it. He always has great guests on that I learn from. and I try to learn as much as I can. I'm like a sponge. And I try to be as optimistic about stuff. And I've been through a lot of bullshit. I feel like if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that. I've lost my mom at a young age, at 18, and it completely flipped my life upside down. And, yeah, just reflecting on this past weekend for Mother's Day, it's honestly a very hard day just because it's more of a remembrance day for me and my dad for my mom. It's not really the um, happiest day. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people go through that. And a lot of people just don't express what they go through. And I've had very dark days. And it's, it's just not an easy thing to go through, especially when it was an unexpected thing that you never really... Um, thought would happen at such a early stage in my life. But I was able to move on 
not exactly move on, but I was able to deal with what I was going through, maybe not in the healthiest way, but I got through the tough times. I had good friends around me during the time that I was going through it, and I don't know what I would do without them and family and stuff like that, because like, in a time like that, I really saw Skyfall, and I didn't know how I was going to be able to be okay ever in my life. Like, my mom, my mom was everything to me, so it was a very traumatizing experience, and to deal with all that pain, and especially as an only child, like, It was so much to handle, and especially while I was away at college, too, I just felt way more guilt, and it just got out of hand, and I started spiraling and getting involved with bad habits and shit, and just losing myself in the process, and, like, I've gained my self back I'm like sober off of anything that was controlling my life and I'm just like very grateful that I was able to see the light at the end of the day and be able to overcome adversity time and time again especially when I don't have like, that much going for me at the end of the day. Like, I'm just a college graduate. I'm sure a lot of people are. Like, it doesn't make you anything more than other people. Like, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do in my life. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. And I haven't been handed my dream job, unfortunately. You got to fucking grind to make it to the top of what you want to do in any industry that you go for. And like, it's just taking me some time. And that's why I find myself doing this podcast because like, it's just been a way for me to express topics that I really am interested in. I really want to work in professional sports. And that's a goal of mine. It's always been a goal of mine since I was in high school. And I've always loved sports since I was a kid. And I'm one of the biggest sports fans that you will ever meet. (laughs) And that is no cap. But other than that, my message for anyone that's going through something is that you have to keep getting up in the morning and going after your dream because that's ultimately what's going to fuel you to want to get more out of your life because you only have one life and you cannot live it twice. And we're only here for a short time and then we're gone. And it just seems like you're not here forever. 
So make it count. And this has been an episode of One Stop Shop. Peace out, guys.